Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Rabbit Hole Stories. Today, we've got Coach Carbon with us. How are you doing, Coach? I'm all good. Thank you. You guys? Yeah, we're very good. Very good. Um, on the back of a busy day, but are you just freshly back from the gym yourself? I'm fresh back from the gym. I finished the class, had a quick shower, still a little bit warm. So um, forgive me if I keep wiping my brow, but yeah, I'm good to go. Come on, man. Tell me, tell me about your day. How, how, what was a typical day at Coach Carbon's life look like? Every day is varied, which is what I love. Um, a previous life, every day was pretty much similar. Um, today, uh, slower start. I'm always up at five, but I didn't teach for my first class until 9.30. Um, had a bit of a break in between and taught this afternoon. And then, yeah, evening off as it's pre-season, not in the season. Evenings are pretty much free. So, um, yeah, I'm just going to relax after speaking with you guys. So do you like spend the full day in the gym or is it outside, um, inside? Some, some days some days it's a full day. Other days I might just do one or two sessions and then do my own bits. But again, I mm. I have a bit of control over how much or how little I do, which is always nice. Mate, that's that's a good thing when you're the master of your own day. Yeah. <laughs> um, but the temptation I imagine sometimes is just to like give yourself a little bit of a lighter day now and again. But uh, yeah, yeah, which is which is why I always immerse myself in in challenges every now and then. So um, I have a new one coming up, uh, which I'll possibly talk about on the on the mm, call. Cool. But, um, yeah, the best the best way I stay motivated is just to have challenges, either personal or, or group ones. Nice, mate. So tell us your Bitcoin origin story. How did you come across or trip up? Um, seeing bitcoin and how did you end up down this rabbit hole and uh what, what are you doing now in the space just give us an idea yeah uh, so how, how long have you guys got <laughs> um if you don't mind i want to go way back when i'm um, obviously for those that don't know you guys appeared on my podcast we had a conversation with our rabbit hole stories um i've told mine several times and what i love and i think what other people love is your 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 own favorite subject everyone loves to talk about themselves <laughs> but also everyone loves a good mm -hmm. story um and the more i tell mine the more i remember other bits and there's lots of different i would say rabbit holes that come together to, to where i am now so um if you can indulge me for a little while Mate, listeners, we'd love to go back I'll, into your i'll start way yeah, back when it. and hopefully it all comes back together and makes sense if at any point i lose you or if i go off on a too much of a tangent let me know and any any questions in between just fire away but um the reason why i wanted to go so deep is Somebody in the space questioned me about something, um, which I always welcome questions um, to obviously to a, to a degree. But I think we should be challenged on our beliefs, on our understanding of things, and a bit like Bitcoin, can be has to be tested and challenged, and to show that it's anti fragile. So when the person questioned something within my role as a, as a as a coach, I responded and I said, actually, I might do a podcast conversation. They said, yeah, I think you should, they should address it, and I said, oh, I should write a blog. Mm. And actually, I thought, you know what? I can address it in a podcast, um, and then people can like, listen, ask questions after that, and they can agree, disagree, it's up to them. But at least I've had a chance to put my view of the world forward. Sounds good. And um, we go from there. So I start off myself, Coach Carbon. Um, wasn't haven't always been a coach, obviously. As a young child, loved playing football. Um, was fortunate enough to play at a good level. When I left school, I had an apprenticeship, so a three-year scholarship it was called them with a football club a full-time football club so I was essentially a full-time footballer but a trainee so on a trainee's wage uh, those three years you had the best time of my life didn't earn massive amount of money I uh, wasn't at the, the top league but I learned a lot in that period met some great people had some times at testing times um, but the the ground in the the uh, what's the word I'm looking for the morals and the disciplines I learned then I took took into life um and if I, I'm going to go forward a little bit and then come back. Um, but I didn't, obviously didn't make it um, as a professional footballer. Played semi-pro from like the age of 19 onwards. My In my mind, I was always going to be a professional footballer. So I was going to work to make it back in the game. Um, but alongside that, I learned a trade. I became a carpenter. And that was just going to be a, a, a for, something to fall back on. Uh, fast forward about seven, seven years. I'm now a construction ma a manager in and out of football at this point probably I've stopped playing football um, resigned myself to the fact that I'm not going to play professionally and just work in the ladder um, and I would say I just before I discovered co um, COVID discovered Bitcoin after COVID in 2020 I looked back and thought my life has just gone by and I'm in this place that I never expected to be and I'm not quite happy um, and then I 
discovered Bitcoin, found had the had the opportunity to learn about it. And that came about through obviously COVID, I call it 2020, the year of the awakening. Um, a lot of people saw things that weren't quite right. In my mind, things that were happening in my life and then also around around the world, I was questioning. Um, one of the biggest factors was the fact that I was back playing football um, and I was also a construction manager. And we were having to manage things on site in terms of social distancing, paperwork, health and safety. Yet I would go home, get ready for football and go and play a football game and we'd all get showered and have a drink in a bar afterwards. I was like, I don't, it, doesn't, it doesn't make sense to me that it's a clown world. Um, so I actually took, um, well, I got made redundant from work. Um, and for me, that was a, a great opportunity. So this was around August, coming up to three years now since that happened. Um, with that time, my plan was to help people with the health and wellness. And I started to get into the health and wellness um, industry probably about three or four years prior. Um, with that, obviously, I had a lot more time. I was going to the gym a lot. And a friend of mine in the group chat said, who wants to speak about crypto just randomly? And I said, do you know what? Why not? And I explained why I was, why I wanted to learn about it. Um, the first thing he said to me in a private message was do your own research. So I did a month deep dive and... My, at the end of the month, my mind was blown and I just thought, this is it, Bitcoin, Bitcoin fixes everything. Um, and then this has been a, whirl, a whirlwind since then. But if I could, I say briefly, it's going to take a little while, but if I could explain why I'm so passionate and understand Bitcoin so much or so well, it's because I had various touch points before 2020, but also I became conditioned to the FUD around Bitcoin. So for the first touch point, Bitcoin aside, was when I was playing football um, as a trainee. I vaguely remember this, but a friend of mine got into network marketing, but I didn't understand it at the time. All I understood that he was selling nutritional products. I only remember as he tells me the story, but, um, that was say nearly 20 years ago. Fast forward 10 years. A friend of mine in the same friendship group says, I'm into network marketing, I'm distributing nutritional products. I think us as a group or athletes or former athletes, semi-pro athletes, we can help people. And not going to lie, you can earn money. You can see it's a good business model. You can, it's going to be a part-time income. Professionally, you could take it full-time. And I absolutely dismissed it. Didn't even respond. Didn't even say thanks, but no thanks. Um, then, so we'll fast forward again, say five years, sorry. My wife has a friend who's now with the same company. Um, my wife is a bit overweight, I'm overweight. My wife dismisses it, says, I don't want to take your, your products. My friend says, just try it out. So my, my wife is going away on holiday. So she tried the products, got a result, looked good. So I'm thinking, maybe there's something in, in this. I'm going to try it. So I tried it. And it, I liked the products. Well, it wasn't really sold on the business model. And someone said, you need to go to an event. So I went to an event, it was called Kickoff, the biggest event that they held in the country. I think it was 3,000 people. And I'm a numbers guy. I like to see charts and whatnot. And they broke down the business model. So when they broke it down and I looked at it and I thought, I understood the ideology of the company. I'm like, why isn't everyone doing this? This, this is incredible. So I ran away with it, absolutely loved it. I got the best shape of my life. Um, at this point at work, I wasn't happy. And I thought, this is my way out of work. I'm gonna work really hard. I'm gonna tell people what I know, I'm going to help people. And again, it's, it conditioned me. A lot of people gave me the FUD, the FUD that I had given people before. Um, it's a Ponzi scheme, it's, this, it's that, but I'm like, well, I'm in it, I'm meeting these people, I understand what they're telling me. I'm now educated on nutrition. I'm in the best shape of my life. I feel great, my family's enjoying me more. I can't see the negative, so I'm going to do this until someone proves to me that this is rubbish. Um, so when the opportunity came to leave work and I've decided to concentrate on the health and well-being full-time, that's when the um, crypto conversation in the group came up. And I was like, I've been here before. I've dismissed an opportunity in a group chat. This is the same group chat. Someone's offering to have a conversation. Why not? And then when I had the conversation, the first word was do your own research. And I did my own research and I came out thinking, why isn't everyone talking about this? I'd already been down that route, a different rabbit hole of proof of work, understanding what proof of work is. My proof of work in the health and wellness was getting in the best shape of my life. Doing my own research was going to events, meeting people, understanding how the, the business model worked and fighting the FUD. 
I'd been there when people had told me it's a Ponzi scheme, it's a scam, but I'm like, well, look at me, look at the people I've helped in the Bitcoin space. It's for criminals, it's for drug dealers, but you're meeting people from all across the world, different walks of life, and it's benefiting them. So like, okay, I understand this. And so fast forward then into end of 2020, I joined a learning group with um, Daniel Prince and a few others. There's probably 15 of us around the world. We meet every, every Tuesday on the call. Uh, early 2022, surprise caller. We've got a guest, it's John Vallis. And I tell people this story. Some people are like, who's John Vallis? And other people are like, oh my gosh. So me three months into the space, on a call with John Vallis like we are now. And he says like, okay guys, introduce yourselves. Tell me about yourselves. And I'm like, okay, fresh out of construction. I'm in health and wellness. I want to provide value back in the space and the Bitcoin community, but I'm not an engineer. I'm not a developer, I don't know what to do. And he says, um, famous words I will never forget. He said, why don't you provide value in your community? And at that moment, the penny dropped. I didn't sleep that night. Bitcoin Ballers was created. Um, and it just started off as a platform online on Instagram of me telling people what I thought, I believe what Bitcoin is and relating it to football. Um, so again, you talk about your proof of work, um, which is your end result. Do your own research, which is your, your training, fighting the FUD, which is your self-belief. And I, I coined the self, the free self, so self-discipline, self-ownership, and um, forgot the other D. Discipline, ownership, discovery, sorry, self-discovery. And those are the elements I want to encourage young people to put into their daily lives. And so Bitcoin Ballers, I see, is a way of people to learn about Bitcoin, but not necessarily Bitcoin-centric. So come to a session, look online, you'll hear the terminology in the games we play. It may not mean anything to you, but later on down the line, if someone drops you an orange pill or you have a conversation, you understand, oh, I've heard that before, I can relate it to this. Um, so since creating Bitcoin Borders in 2021, April the 21st, 2021, remember, remember that date? <laughs> um, yeah, I've just been having fun with it, organised tournaments for young people, I've put teams into tournaments, both girls, boys, men's teams, and um, yeah, now working on taking the brand international, internationally hosting tournaments around the world. So the first one coming up in October should be in, like, coinciding with the Bitcoin conference you're up in Amsterdam. And again, it's just for fun, people that love football, love Bitcoin to come together, people that like Bitcoin, not really great football fans, but can come and watch people play, socialise, network, and just, yeah, help it's how everyone, for me, specifically educating young people on what Bitcoin is and how, how it can help them. Sounds like you've um, put Bitcoin right in the heart of this football team and, and in the work that yeah. you do as a coach. Can you give us... Well, myself as, as Coach Carbon, if you see the, the logo mm. there, that was actually red when I started back in 2020. I made a decision to change it to orange um, mm. last year because... Coach Carbon, I discuss health, I discuss discuss wealth, I discuss discuss life. For me, Bitcoin, a sound money platform foundation is at the basis of everything. Um, working with me in any of those aspects, you might not understand Bitcoin, like Bitcoin, care about it, but it can touch you and affect your life. And so going back to, sorry, the health and wellness, I was deep in that because I wanted to help people. Help, I've helped myself, wanted to help people, and you get rewarded for doing it. Um, but if you look at anything... Um, so the health and wellness is around nutrition. You can talk about farming, agriculture. You could look at uh, housing. You can look at politics, engineering. Everything of rubber holes around the money. So if the money's broken, you're going to get distortion in all those aspects. And the reason why the nutrition company exists is because there's something wrong with the food. The reason why there's a crisis or inflation in the housing market is because the money's broken. You can talk about you know, the politics, the reason why we have corrupt politicians and mal and mal investments is because the money's broken. So for me, put the money, fix the money at the bottom, fix the money, fix the world, but have the money, understand it as your base layer, which is for me is Bitcoin, and build off of that. And so my health and wellness business is based off that. The Bitcoin ballers, obviously, that's the grounding. My podcast, which I do for networking and lifestyle, is on Fountain FM, the Lightning Network. Every, there's a touch point of Bitcoin in everything I do. So whether people like it or not, it's what I believe in. And I'm going to give you, drop your orange pills every now and then. If you don't want to have the orange pill, you, you can opt out. You don't need it, but I can still help you. But for me, by understanding principles of Bitcoin, it's going to help you in life in all manners of ways. Have you ever, in this branding of your lifestyle and of yourself and having Bitcoin at the heart of everything you do, and that narrative and that, I, that that ideology in the way that you hold for Bitcoin as the 
the base layer of everything. Have you had any kind of uh, curiosity or pushback in in anything that you've put out there from people? Yeah, so I wouldn't say direct pushback. I've obviously had questions, um, but from me, the outside, if I was to take a step back, what I would see, this guy was in network marketing, Ponzi scheme. Now he's doing Bitcoin, which is for drug dealers and criminals. He's lost it. He's, And I fully appreciate why people think that. But for me, I, there's a saying I, I use all the time. I mention it on my podcast. I mentioned it when you guys are on. And I got it from Russell Brand. It's called The Cat Can't Dismiss the Internet. And I'm going to go through it again because I think everyone needs to understand it. And then by me understanding it, I've had better conversations with people. So an example, Russell Brand, I'm going to use him as an example. He has a cat. He feeds the cat. The cat goes off on his daily life, visits other gardens. When he comes back, Russell Brand is on his laptop. So the cat knows about the real world. But when Russell Brand's on my laptop talking to people online, the cat has no idea what he's doing. But the cat can't say the internet doesn't exist. Mm-hmm. So in that same vein, if you don't have knowledge or understanding about something, you can't dismiss other people's opinions. And I say to people all the time, you, your opinions are valid because they come from your experiences. But you didn't need to then listen to somebody else and you may not ever agree but by listening and trying to step into their shoes or step into their world you might see something differently and that's what I've done with network marketing and then with Bitcoin and I see Bitcoin as network marketing because we have a shared belief we understand something we understand that you can benefit people and we're working to make the network stronger by being positive role models and going back then linking it to, to actual network marketing um, when you get rewarded directly from your from your proof of work, there are bad actors in that space. There are people that want to make a quick buck. There are people that aren't actually helping people that just want to earn money off other people. They soon get found out, some sooner rather than later. Some it may take a while, but eventually the network will dismiss the back bad actors and find them out. Similar to Bitcoin. We've seen it with all the corrupt players of late in last year. Um, FTX... Sam Bankman, Freud, 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 whatever you want to call him. You've got a new one now with WorldCoin and, and a Sam Altman. I think it's something with the name Sam. <laughs> um, maybe you can't trust him as far as you can throw them. But the network sees them. Other people might not see them, but the network will soon decide whether they're a good or bad actor and they will, they will show themselves. The other person, um, who's the actor? He used to be in the OC. Ben, is it Ben? Ben McKenzie. I don't want to give people too much time, but similarly... If I live on the the ethos, the cat can't dismiss the internet. I watched a video clip of him today. And someone asked him a question about, has he done his own research? And he went to answer. I thought, okay, two minutes of my life, I can listen to him. And he said, people ask me if I've done my research. Two years I've been in this space. I thought, okay. He said, and just because people are, so this person said, oh, yeah, but we have intelligent, wealthy people. He said, yeah, people like Jack Dorsey. And he mentioned someone else. He said, just because they're billionaires doesn't mean we should listen to them. I'm thinking, hold on a second, but I have listened to them. And what they say, and it makes sense. I understand it on a basic level, but they're talking about more than just Bitcoin. They talk about humanity. What are you talking about? You're not bringing anything of value. And so I can write that person off in my world because I've given him time, I've listened to him, and you're not making sense to me. And then when you tell me that you've written a book about crypto, okay, that you're shilling and selling, why why write a book? He obviously wants to write a book to tell people what he believes, but he... That's for me. That is your um, that's your grind. That's your hustle. You're trying to promote your book. That's why you're going on CNBC and whatnot, and and spreading negativity rather than actually take the time that I believe I've taken. So as Michael Saylor says, no one has done a hundred hours of learning about Bitcoin and dismissed it or called it rubbish. So do those hundred hours and then come back. If you do those hundred hours and come back and say, do you know what? It's not what everyone else says it is and come to me with valid reasons yeah i might take the time to listen but he's not doing that so yeah bad actors and i think the the common thread people are posting him saying he's a bad actor as an actual actor <laughs> and i like to know me i watched the oc as a kid i thought it was the right show but now i'm thinking Dude. yeah i'm not <laughs> i can't give this guy any more time <laughs> he was amazing in gotham as well and i kind of go like oh fuck now he's, he's such a moron mm. um and i'm meaning this delightfully because i think the issue with a lot of uh, generally, you know, people from the outside sort of thinking they, mm. they've got one up on us and, and and we sort of not seeing the big picture. It's not only the 100 hours they're not willing to invest, but it's really leaving their ego at the door and looking mm. at it from a very neutral perspective. Because even within our Bitcoin circles, right, we criticize a lot of the stuff we do. 
Like, well, yeah. You just mentioned it before. Ed. Well, hang on, I've listened to this bit on this. Am I right? Am I wrong? Should I reanalyze these things? Um, I think every Bitcoiner under the sun says like, yeah, ideally we want like 100% renewable energy sources for the Bitcoin mining because then the thought would stop immediately or probably continue because then they would find another way to define <laughs> what is renewable. But we're very much self-aware of, of, of the challenges we face. Um, and these people just don't face any of these challenges. But I guess that just time will tell if they'll change their mind or not. Mm. Um, but I'm interested... You mentioned you look at it um, as network, network marketing. Is there anything since discovering Bitcoin where you go back in your history as an athlete and things where you go like, oh, shit, if it would have existed back then, that might have changed the path of my career, path of my thinking entirely? <laughs> All the time, every single day. But <laughs> obviously, we could never go back. Uh, we have to live with our, our decisions. And a bit like having Bitcoin or understanding Bitcoin back in 2009-2010, the principles that we understand now would may have been slightly different. Uh, did people hodl from 09 to now? Probably not. Did they trade? Did they go into shit coins? Yeah. So knowing what I know now, I believe I would have been a better player. And it's funny, you mentioned it again, when I got into network marketing and understand nutrition, I was adamant and I tell people my ability was, I would say, up there. But if my physicality was better, understanding my body better, how I understand it now, I would have been a much better player. And again, there's no guarantee I would have been a professional footballer, but I would have given myself a better chance, which is what I was trying to speak to young people. Now with the money, understanding money better. Yes, I would have been able to position myself better. Possibly my time preference would have changed. I wouldn't mm. have thought, okay, if I'm not a professional footballer in three, five years, maybe I can do it in seven, maybe 10. I know people that have done it. They've waited a long time. I obviously decided to go down the route of, well, I can say go down the route. You have to, you have to get a job. You have to earn a living. And that mm -hmm. kind of took priority. I, what I now speak to young people about now, there's, again, there's no guarantee. I believe in Bitcoin. Bitcoin could fail. Yeah, there's there's no, no such thing as a sure bet. But if you understand the principles, philosophies, if you then decide to say invest or save your money in Bitcoin, it may come to a stage. If you're a trainee now, you may think actually I don't want to spend fifty percent, seventy five percent of my time in a job to earn a living and then do it on part time. I want to focus, dedicate my time on my craft. Mm. Um, again, there's no guarantee you dedicating your time to your craft, you'll make it. But having that time, say 75% and then 25% the other way, or even 100% on your craft, but you have a backing, a basis, a savings that you can rely on and dip into when you need to, you give yourself a better chance. And that's what I tell to young people now, especially my son. Um, he's at the age now, he's on the cusp of semi-pro professional football at the age of 17. I see where he is and where I was. He's a much better player much better disciplined and i'd like to take some credit to that but a lot of it is himself but i believe i've kind of created the environment and especially in the last five years through understanding his body and now understanding his time preferences he doesn't really he leaves a bitcoin stuff to me but i feed him feed him the the terminology and philosophy debate on his football and i say to him mate use your time wisely now and don't force the issue as in don't think it has to be right now to be a professional. It may take two years, may take five years, but I'm hoping in that time and then he understands his money better, his value, and is able then to then support himself as he goes through. And it's not just about football. It could be anything. He might decide I want to go traveling and take time out, but not thinking, oh, I need to get back to the rat race because I need to earn more money. I could have a craft that may not mess them out, but I'm going to be frugal with with my money and i'm going to save my value over time and two three years time i might decide i'm going to pick up my stuff and go elsewhere but having mm. having the opportunity to, to do that and i think by understanding your time your value your your money um you should be able to do that how has bitcoin um changed your um outlook on life and what i mean by that is your your family know that i've obviously been on this journey with you and i think at a fundamental level bitcoin does change people's mindset and um them yeah. ultimately heart because their eyes open up to various other things that were kept from us or were ignorant to um prior to discovering bitcoin so how how has that impacted your family and and and, and how you relate to them and have they come along on that journey with you it's, it's made me the, the annoying bitcoin guy that 
talks about Bitcoin twenty four seven. Relates Bitcoin to everything. Bitcoin fixes right. this. And my wife is my wife is fed up of coming to meet up. So I sit in on listen to, listen to me on the call. Oh, what's those words again? She said, "You guys got a secret code book?" Because all I hear is oh, low time preference. Right. <laughs> Fight the fuss. <laughs> so she knows the she knows the yeah. words. <laughs> but she's fed up of hearing it. Um, yeah, the secret secret code book. But yeah. They understand what I'm trying to tell them. Um, I have obviously got the now the, the name of being Scrooge on everything. <laughs> or, or you don't need to spend money on that. Or we could right, do it this right. way. Do it for cheaper. Or why not wait until this? Yeah. Um, so they they, understand, they definitely understand time preference. Um, <laughs> they I believe bits are being drip fed to them. The orange pills I'm dropping. What I appreciate though is time time value. So I have the time to sit, read, listen, talk. My wife has a full-time job. She's very, um, very, she has a lot of responsibility, sorry. So she hasn't, hasn't got the bandwidth to come home, listen to me, watch a video and listen to a podcast. And I appreciate that because I was that person before. So times when other touch points when I should have understood Bitcoin, I didn't. And um, going back to 2018, it's, ironically, the month I dedicated myself to network marketing, my site manager, I started a brand new job and my site manager said, can I bring in my GPU, my gaming computer? Yeah, that's fine. And I came in one day to went to talk about the job and he's got his big chair, gaming chair, GPU running. I said, oh, what are you doing? He said, oh, I'm mining Bitcoin. <laughs> and so a later touch point I had during the job, I'd seen on the news, they were talking about mining in, clo- in colder climates. It's only a short exception. There's probably some FUD in there as well. I think the Bitcoin price was spiking. And I asked him on site, I said, oh, what does mining mean? And it was him and a labourer in the room. And they both laughed. And they went, oh, it's not actually mining, mate. And I went, oh, whatever. And then topic was changed. And there's two things that I think should have happened, and which is why I'm so passionate and open now with what I do, is that I shouldn't have been so proud. I should have said, no, really, mate, I, wouldn't, I want to know. I should be more inquisitive. But obviously at that time, time is money. I'm there. We're there to talk about work. But I think, I believe, what he should have done is, no, Jay, sit down. This is what I'm mining. I'll tell you about it because this is how I understand it. And I might not have gone anywhere with it, but for me, when anyone asks a question, and I wanted it to happen today, I did a class, and a woman that normally comes to my class did another class upstairs in the gym. I'm walking past her. She comes down. She stops me. And I thought she was going to say, oh, sorry for not coming today. She went, you know about Bitcoin. And I said, you do Bitcoin, don't you? And I laughed and said, yeah. She said, I saw the news today. I want to know more about it. And I said, well, it's not a five-minute conversation. I said, I can have a quick chat with you. So I ended up spending about 10 minutes for the, and I asked what a background was because for people understanding where they come from, you can approach it differently. So they had to understand it. And she said, oh, I haven't got an accounting background. I just used to be a receptionist. I said, we understand Excel spreadsheets and stuff. She went, oh, yeah. I said, well, it's like that. It's a ledger. It's a record of everything. And we ended up having a great 10-minute conversation. And then I'm explaining it to her, and we're talking about inflation. And I said, oh, you know about Martin Luther, not Martin Luther King. She went, oh, yes, back in the day, in the, 17th, in the um, Reformation. So she knows that, about that, um, separating church from state. And I said, yes, yeah, similarly, we, we want to separate money from state. So she said, you know, I was like, uh, like an anarchy. There's like being an anarchist. I'm like, oh, my gosh, this is the easiest I've ever ever. <laughs> so I... And so I didn't go back. So she's an older lady. She's retired. Um, so she's uh, what would you call it? A, a boomer. Yeah. Um, so I sent her a podcast. One of the first ones I did with Daniel Prince on Once Britain. So I said, start with that one. That was when I was early in the space, kind of just starting to understand what Bitcoin is. Listen to that. If you have any questions, then we, we can we can catch up again. But that's what I'm seeing now, mm. and which I don't mind. Coach Carbon, he's the health and wellness guy. He's the podcast guy. He's the Bitcoin guy. And if anyone has any questions, I won't know the answer to everything, but I can go and find out. There are people in the space that do know, or I, I can point you in the right direction, but let's have a conversation. If you want to understand it, come and have a chat. And I did a, a Monday motivation on social media yesterday, and I was talking about um, being an advertisement for yourself. But I use the coin, I coined the term opt-in and opt-out, and I use that with the network marketing and also with Bitcoin. Nobody is forcing you, with me or anyone else, to take a product and use it and come to me for advice. No one is forcing you to invest, save, learn about Bitcoin. But if you want to, you can. And at any point, you can stop taking the products. At any point, you can sell your Bitcoin and go and buy shitcoins. It's opt-in or opt-out. No, there's no one hand being held behind their back, no change. So if people, anyone listen to this who's a noob um, or if you're sharing it with anyone, understand that everything. Will, and I said to a friend today who 
said they liked the, the, the motivation. They said, um, I said, but I believe that's for most walks of life. I know there's some people mm-hmm. in situations which you can't get out of, but generally we make a decision every day to opt in or opt out or something. And again, time preferences, opt in or opt out may take a while. I wanted to get out of the construction industry for years. Um, I started one Christmas, it was 2017, I was making concrete candle holders because that was going to be my way out. I was going to be I was a creative guy making moulds. I was collecting Christmas time. It was the Starbucks Costa coffee cups, turning them inside out with a Christmas, um, uh, what do you call it, imprints and making pouring concrete moulds. Into- <laughs> I was going to sell them. <laughs> I've still got one now in the cupboard in front of me. And I always look at it now thinking I needed something. And then when I understood Bitcoin, yeah, that was me understanding how the money works. And then what I see now, is so many creatives on so many different levels that are using Bitcoin. One, as a business model or understanding the money better, but also to help educate. So you have sports, you have athletes, you have artists, musicians, um, dentists. There's, I've been to events, I've met people, I've listened to them on podcasts like yours, you've got Prince's. Um, there's so many podcasts out there, which which I love to see and hear. Um, but you meet and listen to so many different people all walks of life that are, have a passion understand Bitcoin and put the two together. And the hairdresser, Aaron, who did a show with Daniel Prince, mm. he had a nerve. No, I sent him a boost. I'm just going to get it up now on Fountain. Um, I want to get it right. Because when he said it, it's so true. Two seconds. Sorry, guys. Great radio. No worries. We could cut. Oh, when your incentives collide with your passion, amazing things happen. So incentives, we want to make the world better. We want, we want people to understand the monetary system. Oh, that's our incentive, which is why we talk about and love Bitcoin and learn about it. Your passion, whatever your passion is, collide that with the incentives and amazing things happen. And I guess that's a common ground with most of the Bitcoin projects, products, services you'll see. Because, And I'm just thinking if I have one in the back of my head who doesn't have an incentive, but all of them have or are in the midst of finding it, and you really see that that diversity also. Uh, just in the Lightning space, for example, I know the people at MASH, Get MASH, if you want yeah. to do a very fun uh, vote or a poll or whatever, you can do it with them, integrate it with Lightning, boom, done. They want to remonetize the internet and creator economy. Other Lightning providers, let's maybe think of Voltage, they want to provide a infrastructure as an LSP. And everyone sort of has these things where... I bet the voltage guys may have thought about, you know, building or remonetizing the internet for creators, but they opted out. So like the mash people came about and and sort of mm. filled that need. And this is something I sometimes struggle a bit from the outside's perspective. If people say like, oh, there's no building in the Bitcoin ecosystem. <laughs> yes, there is. And often at times it's the, it's the most boring stuff, right? Yeah. But that has to be done as well. Um, speaking of building and things, you mentioned the Bitcoin ballers before. Uh, yeah. What's the tournament about? What was the, the idea behind it? And um, what's that thing with maybe going international? <laughs> so, yeah, as I mentioned, when I started, it was just online on Instagram. Um, I started just giving away sats through interaction, like the page, share the story, win some sats. Still some sats that haven't been claimed. People were just like, what is this about? Then I did like in real life things, so skills, do a skill, show me a skill, video, send it in. And you can win some sats that way. Um, so I created a few competitions again, linking football with Bitcoin. So the first challenge was called 21 seconds to glow. So 21 is 21 seconds to do as many skills with the ball as you can. Um, the next one I did was peer to peer challenge. So ball in the air, you and a partner keeping the ball up as many times as you can. And then the third one, which is the, the flagship game, which I take to events is called getting off zero, where you have a target goal certain goals certain targets in the goal have points you have five shots um for five balls and there's a target board so before you have your shot on the goal you have to rebound off the target board and then go and have your shot it's different to a penalty shootout where you take your shot and then take the next one um this one it's timed so you roll the board at the target board have a touch at your feet you can walk as close to the goal as you want you can roll it in so you effectively you can have a high score with a really um, long time. Or you can take the target board and take your shot from 20 yards out. 
and get a really quick score, a really quick time, but maybe a poor score. So you have to leverage or work out your time preference. So over time, you might go and decide and walk really close and put it in. Over time, you get a little bit better, your accuracy gets better. You can shoot from 10, 15, 20 yards and hit those targets. So you're working on your skills, you're getting better, but you're, you're working on your time preference as well. So I've seen great um, uh, reactions to that when people do. And they say, what, I can go as close as I like? I said, yeah, it's up to you. So I've seen people go up really close and do a little trick to get it in. And I've seen adults mainly that think, yeah, I can get that. And they start shooting from 20 yards and it's going all over the show. Like, okay, you got zero score, but you got it in 20 seconds, yay. But no, a kid that took five minutes got a really great score so he beat you <laughs> which is obviously what bitcoin is um and so yeah that was the three games that i was doing um, I, I would go to like summer festivals and then winter of 2021 i hosted the first bitcoin ballers winter cup festival for young people um so at a local football club invited lots of young teams boys girls again footballers for everyone competing on the same level my argument even outside of Bitcoin, football is if, you, if you're if you good enough. If you're old enough, you're good enough. But boys and girls compete. If you're good enough, your proof of work will show. Um, so we had that competition. Then in the summer of 2022, I put teams into a football competition. So we had a couple of senior teams that I played in. I'd love to get involved. And then some junior teams played in some competitions. So out of the four tournaments, we won two and got to the final with two others. Um that winter then of 2022, I hosted the second Bitcoin Ballers Winter Cup Festival. Uh, at that point, though, the local football club where we hosted the year before was now onboarded. Um, the first team was sponsored by Coin Corner. The club were accepting lightning payments, so that was, that was great to have on display. Um, and then just leading forward now to this, say, summer, end of summer, autumn, looking to host the first international tournament, uh, Bitcoin Ballers Orange Cup Tournament in Amsterdam so to coincide with the Bitcoin Conference Europe um, it will be on October the 12th so as a satellite event after the first day people can come um, enter a team a six aside tournament so it's a, a senior tournament 16 and over um, they can compete against other Bitcoin teams I'm hoping to get some actual Bitcoin companies there are some that are showing interest but I'm also involved in the local Dutch people so there's um, a junior youth team um, I'm having conversations with at the moment to hopefully get them on board and a lot of uh, international companies have their European headquarters in Amsterdam so I'm speaking to a few of them I won't name names but um, there should be some great orange pill moments for work for workers of international companies and if we can get loads of Bitcoiners that maybe don't want to play but are interested in the football to come and support um, just their network events socializing after the first day of the conference that'd be great. Mate, it sounds like you're working super hard in the um, ecosystem, and you're—it's it's a passion, yeah. mate. And again, when you, when it is a passion, you don't see it as work. Um, although it takes a lot of time, I really enjoy it. And just speaking with people, networking again—that has been my background for the last few years. I love doing it, and just by doing it, you understand that you can help other people. So it's whenever you speak to people. I did a post today, or sorry, a tweet today, to said everything is sales. Everything is a transaction. Everything is a transfer of energy. So whether you'd like it or not, whenever you do something, it's basically a sale. You are offering something. You may get something in return, but you're you're transacting a conversation. You're transferring energy. You're doing some work. Um, but that can lead to anywhere. And I, there's so many crazy things that have happened in the, in the last five years of my life where I find myself in situations of thinking, this has come from having a conversation through talking to somebody because somebody knows somebody who knows somebody. Um, and understanding how the world works through networks. Um, and you, is it they liken Bitcoin to the mycelium network as they like a bacteria? Is that right? When you, when I heard a podcast about that, I was like, whoa. And being a, a, a techie sci fi geek, one of the um, series on Star Trek, which one was it? The latest, well, the second from the latest one. Um, oh, was it? Oh, I've um, forgotten the name. It wasn't Picard, was it? It was. Um... No, the one before that, and they were using the mycelium yeah, yeah, network yeah. to, tr to right. transport. <laughs> really geeky, yeah. really geeky now. Um, but yeah, <laughs> understand it. Networks, networks are everything. And um, once you will begin to deep dive into that that rabbit hole, you're going to get Bitcoin. You're going to get Bitcoin.
Yeah, basically, Bitcoin is mycelium, right? It, it actually <laughs> integrates into the every fabric of of um, the environment, and um, yeah, discovery, Star Trek discovery. discovery yes. <laughs> Let's self discovery. There it is. <laughs> we just coined a new phrase here. Rabbit hole stories, <laughs> bro. You were saying um, earlier as well about somebody um, was skeptical or challenged you on on something earlier. What was that about? Yeah. So basically on my website, um, I have various links to say health, wealth and life. So nutrition side, the Bitcoin ballers and my podcast, but the link to the health and wellness takes you to my network marketing site. Um, and this the particular company that I work with has connotations. So they were like, I don't like the broken link to that site. And I said, that's fair enough. That's your opinion. That's your, I can't stop you from having that opinion, that belief. But for me, it, it's a part of me. It's part of my life. It's helped me transform my life and others. Um, mm. You you may have had a bad experience. I can't dismiss that. You may know others that have had a bad, bad experience, but from my experience with people that I've met and people I've worked with, I've, it's been nothing but positive. Mm. Yes, there have been hard times, but there have been some great times. It's challenged me as a person. It's made me question lots of things. It's made me evaluate things differently. Again, talking about my time preference, how I spend my time, how I spend my money. So yeah, this is me open and explaining why I feel this way, you may never ever understand and never want to understand, which is your prerogative. That's fine. But again, it's opt in, opt out. And it's ironic because a lot of people don't get this attitude. I, I, I run into the same issue constantly where they go like, well, hang on, you're opposing the big banks because, you know, they really have broken the, the monetary system as we know it, especially since they've got an unlimited leverage with basically everything they touch. But yet, at the same time, sometimes you're kind of defending them in certain statements. And then I go like, well, hang on, you took them out of context, first of all. And secondly, yes, because you always have to understand both sides. Because if you actually get all of these nuances to Bitcoin, and everyone has their own preferences, right? People like mm. the energy, people like maybe the human rights aspects of it all. Uh, you get to understand that there is a second opinion out there, and it's vital to understand that opinion just to get the full picture. And it's yeah. mind-blowing to me that in 2023, we can live in a society where if I try and understand both sides of the argument, you essentially get blocked by both sides, <laughs> which is really weird. <laughs> so as a Bitcoiner, and you know, listeners can now relate this to, you know, politics, to, to whatever's going on in your friend circles. As Bitcoiners, you sort of... Um, roughen up a bit because you go like oh yeah we heard this with like the energy fart or the monetary fart or mm. the volatility fart or whatever so you kind of become yeah you become conditioned don't you yeah exactly you're, exactly you're, 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 you neutralize the threat so to speak yeah by, yeah by basically not giving a shit anymore if people want to attack you and to me it's always fascinating if i then see people who sort of feel out of touch the moment they realize Oh, we can say these things, but he really, <laughs> Honey Badger, don't care, right? He, he really That's doesn't it. give a shit. Um, so it's it, it's really funny from my end when I really went down the Bitcoin rabbit hole to realize this. Like, oh, there is actually a big portion of people out there who care way too much about way too silly things, yeah. and it's up to us to teach them. Like, hey, there is an opt in or an opt out, depending on which side of the spectrum you're coming from. Yeah. Um, but you have to be willing to take it. Yeah, just just on that, sorry, honey badger. So obviously, Bitcoiners have adopted the honey badger as a mascot. Mm -hmm. Were you guys aware of what a honey badger was before Bitcoin? No, I had no idea. I did. But I did. Actually, watching the video of a honey badger, it's like, <laughs> why do you talk about really this? I don't care. Oh. <laughs> 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 I've seen a, a honey badger fighting hyenas. Yeah. <laughs> And you see the images with like they have their spears sticking in and out, yeah. and they just they just continue walking. You go like, whoa, oh, what the hell? <laughs> it's the perfect. It, it, yeah, how did you know about the honey badger? Oh, it was some David Attenborough show once, I think, where I first came across a honey okay. badger stuck with loads okay. of sort of porcupine pines all over the place and still strolling around like yeah. he didn't care. <laughs> <laughs> it's the perfect mascot for Bitcoin. It really is. But yeah, so on that though, so it's about like Bitcoin I mentioned earlier, being anti-fragile. Um, mm. We have to be able to be attacked and withstand that attack and carry on mm. going. Because if you don't, then you, you have no proof of work, do you really? That's, that's... Yeah, and to bring it back to, to bring it back to sports, um, you're not getting better if you win every season. <laughs> you have to lose at one point and you have mm. to feel hardship to know what your boundaries are, what you need to improve and all of these things, right? So I think 
the more you spend time with these things, and the more you actually realize, oh, we like to say, for example, Bitcoin fixes this. There may be things that it doesn't fix yet. Yeah. But you can be damn sure that if there is one community, it's a Bitcoin community that yeah, makes somebody, sure that somebody will find this. a way. Yeah. Exactly, exactly. And I think the reason why I love that saying Bitcoin fixes this or fix the money, fix the world, um, I have it on the Bitcoin border shirt. I think it was Matt O'Dell, our American holder, one of the two. I listened to a podcast in the early days of my of my rabbit hole journey. And I think it was like, um, yeah, it must have been when Clubhouse was on. It was a Clubhouse room. And he said, give me any topic and I'll tell you how Bitcoin fixes it. And it went off about 20 minutes. And every point I'd come on, he broke it down, how obviously fixing the money would fix that problem. And there was a wide range of topics. And like, yeah, I wouldn't have been able to do that. But obviously Matt O'Dell or whoever American Holder had done their research, understood each element or understands Bitcoin a lot better than me. I'm on my way. <laughs> I can't don't know if I'll ever get there because uh, it is a deep and uh, deep rabbit hole with lots of lots of warrants. But you can, as you, as you said, Joel, look at a, a, a subject and think, well, let's break it down to its basic elements and see how Bitcoin can fix this. And for me, it's, I see it in everything which is what my family hate. <laughs> One last thing I want to um, cover before we start rounding up the episode is, um, you know, what, what do you think um, and do you agree that there is a lot of infighting going on with the Bitcoin ecosystem? There's a bit of, um, there's different camps forming within the Bitcoin ecosystem, right? And uh, I know that no matter what our politics are, we do agree on one thing and that is Bitcoin. But I think um, there is a little bit of a, sort of ongoing battle between um, certain fractions within the Bitcoin ecosystem. How can we better sort of represent Bitcoin when we've got mixtures of different people out there? I think that's that's a good thing, though. If we were all singing off the same hymn sheet, although although I do understand what people say it's a cult or a religion, but if, if a cult or religion and everyone is saying the exact same thing at the exact same time, I'd be a bit worried. Um, yeah, everyone has their opinion. Um, did you say there were lots of nuances? by having those discussions um, and differences, it sparks conversation. And not everyone is going to agree. Everyone will always have their, their fixed opinion. But by understanding or listening to the other side, it may, it may change your opinion or, or your, your approach slightly. Uh, going to the block size was I wasn't around at that time. That was a, a faction within the space. And they say, won't say I will say Bitcoin won. It was, it was a, a war, but proof of work now shows Bitcoin was the right option, not, not Bitcoin cash. Um, at the moment, I don't know if, com if conversations and wars happening are on that level. They may well be behind the scenes, but ultimately, there's one thing will, will prevail. And was it 99.98% uptime Bitcoin? I've, nothing else has done that. Looks like you, there's, a, there's a clear winner. Yeah, definitely. I like that answer. And I agree. Um, like the ongoing dialogue sometimes between um bitcoiners um is a good thing i think it's, it's encouraging because everyone's coming to the table and talking and trying to work it out under the strong foundation that is bitcoin so yeah i, I agree with you on that one um lastly you you know the phrase all roads lead back to bitcoin right yes so <laughs> and you, i know you guys have, have started yeah this <laughs> so um we've started doing this where uh, at the end of the interview we uh, ask you a word or we come up with a um, sentence to relate that back to Bitcoin. And um, I came up with the word tree. How, how can you yeah. relate that back to Bitcoin? Tree? Um, well, a tree is a proof of work, isn't it? It's, it's underground, the roots, it starts underground, there's roots form and spread. Um, but when the, tree, when the tree rises, you see it form, it goes through lots of different seasons. Um, it can be there for hundreds, thousands of years, but it has a strong foundation in, in its roots. Um, but that what you see above ground is, is the proof of work. I love that. That's kind of beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> I do think I could have done better myself. Mate, it's been fantastic having you on today. And um, it was nice to get a little bit deeper down your Bitcoin uh, journey and um, discover a little bit about how you've put your own proof of work into the space and um, how it's paying off and, and how you now move that forward as, um, you know, something within you that, you know, the fundamentals of Bitcoin you carry with you in everything you do. So it's really nice to see. Joel, Where can people find you, Coach Carbon? What's the best place? CoachCarbon.life is my website. Um, coach, so it's CoachCarbon.life. 
And then on socials, Coach Carbon, um, I'll be on Instagram, LinkedIn, Nostra, <laughs> everywhere, <Facebook>, Twitter. <laughs> There's, I hope that's Nostra. Oh no, he's going to take off. Um, we need to promote him more as Bitcoiners, but. Mm. There are too many, or not too many, there's so many platforms and I'll find myself, you guys, I appreciate the same because I, I like your stuff on every single platform. Mm-hmm. We're sharing the same information, the same media several times. Now, if we are true Bitcoiners, we'll be like, well, that's not a great use of our time. And someone said to me about um, setting up something else for, separately for Bitcoin ballers on another page. I'm like, Listen, like, I haven't got the time to set up another page there manage so i try and do as much as i can on my platform mm. but even i appreciate the thing that yeah there's so much time spent copy pasting share changing mm-hmm. the format slightly so it fits on that specific what i love about nostra i have a couple of cl- uh, relays on my phone that i use or clients on my phone sorry lots of relays i use a couple of clients on my phone but you just see it and i'll Although we know how it works, I had two running and I was flipping back and forth, posted on one, read it on the other, posted on one, read it on the other. I was like, <laughs> you know how it works, but I was still fascinated by, by the technology. So listen, get on Nostra, find your NPUB, share it. Um, what they need to improve on though is again, time time value. When someone puts their NPUB and I copy and paste it and put it in and I'm ready following them, the amount of times I've done that. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> You should be able to find out before we copy and paste it, if we're already following that person. There must there must be an easier way, but I'm sure some Bitcoiner will, or pleb will get under the hood and, and sort that out. <laughs> the chances of that being fixed by the time the episode comes out is quite high. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant. Uh, Coach, also thanks from my end for coming on. And um, I'm, I, I'll definitely... I mean, you're also going to the Bitcoin Amsterdam event, right? You're not just yeah, there yeah. for the tournament. Yeah. Perfect. So I'll see you then, person. And uh, look forward to having you on again. You're a friend of the show now. So you're welcome back Great. anytime. Thank you for the invite. Can I just do a few shout-outs? Yeah. Sure. Um, maybe Daniel Prince, for once bitten, um, he was, he's been very, very helpful. Um, he let me come on, come on the show back in, I think it was March 21, just as a pleb. I had done nothing in the space. Um, UK Bitcoin Master, one of the first podcasts I listened to. He's been mm-hmm. on my podcast too. He's a great guy. Um, didn't get? I've met him a couple of times, but didn't get to meet him last weekend. So another shout out to the Bitcoin Adventure, Avon Valley, mm-hmm. Essence of Satoshi, who hosts that. Darren, great event again, two years in a row. Hopefully, fingers crossed, he does a third year. Uh, I think a few people nudged him on the last day to say, you doing this again, mate? <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, I met so many great people last year at the event. This year, I've met so many great people through networking and with, uh, with Bitcoiners. Next week, going to the Bitcoin Racing event in London. Got my ticket. So shout out to the Bitcoin Racing team. See, I've seen them race at Silverstone. First time going to Silverstone. It's just down the road from me. But I went for the first time when there was a Bitcoin team racing. So <laughs> no, they're, they're a great team. Bitcoin will take you places, yeah. literally. <laughs> Mate, it's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you once again, and uh, we'll see you next time. Cheers, bro. Cheers, guys. Thank you.